swords with handle art to spark souls and charge souls to parts roads of bandits are catacombs and giant doors protect the chest of stores from legendary items with the dragon bones and iron it's ore. a grand theft of blood scrolls savage quest of joe and earl lock shoes to every clue easter egg to gaming news the police need some bad dudes to crash crew like bandicoot all shit a game in english the drone is a shit Control issues. Well, yes, yes, y'all. Yes, y'all. Yes, yes y'all. y'all. <laughs> well, this is control issues. I am the AMC, and this is a dub, aka the man of Medan. You can catch <laughs> us at control-issues.com. Uh, you can also go to your podcast provider, look for Control Issues, download it, subscribe to it, rate it, review it, give it five stars, do all that. You can hop on over to Twitter. My Control Issues is the handle. And hit up twitch.tv slash control issues pod. We put up gameplay videos every so often, and we'd love if you could see how we're doing, offer some critique. You know how it is. Hey, Dub. We are at the end of October. Oh, it's yeah. been a nice year so far. We got ha- we got Halloween coming up soon. I don't think we had a single day of rain this October. No, all we had is heat, unfortunately. It used to rain <laughs> in the first week of October for like every year until i think like this year yeah yeah it's it's blazing hot it's pretty bad um, it's 90 there's, <laughs> there's a halloween party going on behind us so you might hear you might hear some dope ass songs every now and then just kicking up in the background some background music all the hits from your childhood and if you still live in your childhood <laughs> classical music exactly old school rap for the for the youngins um but yeah a dub what you been playing well we i think we talked about it last week may have been in the pre-show but diablo 3 i read somewhere that it had got a, a playstation pro patch mm. so i was like i got a playstation pro let me check that out i love diablo i've, I've been looking for a reason to jump back in let, let this Frostpunk. be my excuse yes. beat the hell out of frostpunk did we talk about that next i think you beat that didn't you beat that this week i felt like i felt like i got a, t- a text this week you saying oh i beat frostpunk well i'm not gonna fact check that i'm just gonna get right into it yeah beat frostpunk um, I feel like maybe the last time we talked about it, I I thought I was at the point where the biblical storm comes through, but it turns out that I needed to build something like a a telescope a telescope lens for my balloon, and once I built that, and they were like, ah, oh, the storm's coming. It'll be here in a it'll be here in about six days. You're gonna need to bring all your outposts back in, bring all your scout teams back in, or they will be destroyed. <laughs> Just engulfed by the elements. Yeah. I mean, lucky. Luckily, I upgraded them a bit, so they don't take long to travel. Like they, they were making it back at half a day, so I was able to save everybody. And you know, I was, I did a stream where I was playing the game for a very good chunk of time, and there were some some users in the chat group who were telling me that, "Yo, there's a big storm coming. You're gonna want to stock up on coal." Yeah. <laughs> so I had never even thought of that as long as I've been playing the game and you know what, if they had never suggested that I probably wouldn't have even gone down the avenue of building resource depots to house extra resources, you know, for, for tough times. But I did that. I stockpiled all the, the food and coal and stuff. I would need. not the coal. Actually, I was playing catch up with the coal because it was at the point where like every time it would get cold, I would have to turn the generator up higher I would have to research new generator upgrades, which would then consume more power once I got them. And I had to have all my notable structures or important structures running with uh, with heaters. And as I upgrade the heaters, they also consume more coal. <laughs> so it was just this ongoing tug of war with how am I going to tear down non-essential structures and then move those resources over to improve my coal mining operations and expand the whole thing. Like I had to build, I had to build new charcoal thumpers. I had to build like advanced uh, steam coal mines. Like it was it was insane. But eventually, I got 
on top of the resources and you know kept as many people warm as possible a lot of people died in the storm it was very unpleasant mm. but right when it looked like all hope was lost suddenly the storm was over and my help my hope meter filled all the way up game over your, your dis- discontent meter was at its at an all-time low it was at an all-time high <laughs> <laughs> people were up, like people were upset there's every every day like two different events would break out you're like, oh, somebody somebody beat up a guard. Somebody painted some graffiti. Uh, the, the guards are harassing women in the streets. <laughs> like, I have to make all these decisions about what to do. Like, oh, the morale is dipping. You're gonna. There are too many sick people. You need to build a triage. <laughs> but they survived. Uh, no. Uh, with the triage, unfortunately, a couple of the drawbacks are that you don't heal everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you heal everybody that's in the hospital with who's like gravely ill or like you know really sick you heal them immediately but only three quarters of them 25 percent of them die so at this point i had at least a a hundred maybe almost 200 people who were just gravely ill frostbite everything so it hit the triage number immediately disappeared and it was like oh 45 people died (laughs) damn especially if i from what I saw in the gameplay prior to last week's recording, it was a huge deal when one guy died in the factory, and then now it's like forty-five all in one moment. Like you, I literally and I made you. that happen. That was my that was my choice. I pushed the button and it was like, "Yep, dead." <laughs> yeah, like it was a big deal to build that cemetery while I was watching that gameplay, and then now it's like, "Let's fill that cemetery." Yeah, we filled that fucker. <laughs> but yeah, played the hell out of that. Got to the other side of the storm. Uh, the game has three more campaigns that I could play, but they aren't the main campaign, so I'm taking a break from Frostpunk, even though it is something that I feel like I will go back to. Then I decided to pick up Diablo, mm. you know, just just to check it out, you know, kick the tires, run my fingers on the paint, you just, know, just get a taste, reminiscent, a little taste, <laughs> just a little taste. <laughs> I ate the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it looks like season nineteen started back at the end of August, so it theoretically it'll be running until the end of November. You know, we're just now getting ready to stretch into that month. Booted it up. Got myself my necromancer, had her stripped down to, you know, just the bare frame. <laughs> no weapons, everything, no stats. Did have my merchants and stuff, had adventure mode. So, you know, it. I completed act one and got to like level 40 something before I realized, oh, I could just go in adventure mode. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought they wiped everything. And that just shows you how much of the seasons I've played. But yeah, man, I got back in adventure mode, doing bounties, killing key wardens, leveling up. Just There's no game that quite captures that growth period from level 1 to level 70 when all the new equipment you're getting is just reasonably and substantially stronger than what you've been coming with. Like Every now and then you have that one low-level item that's just been doing it for the whole game. Then you finally find the thing that replaces it, and it's like, whoa. This just changed my whole shit up. But yeah, man, I'm I'm just carving holes through that game. I think day one, I started on Expert and finished on Torment 1 at level like 41. Mm. Day two, I started there and then I finished like level 55 Torment 2. Mm. Today... Earlier today, I woke up at 4 a.m. I don't know why. And I was just like, fuck it, Diablo time. <laughs> so, been playing that all day. That's probably why I'm sleepy. And yeah, man, it went from level 54 to to Paragon level 150. <laughs> Damn, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know exactly oh, no. what that feeling is like. There was another day in between that. I went, I, I went from 54 to like Paragon 50. And today, I went from Paragon 50 to Paragon 150. Yeah. <laughs> And just playing the hell out of it, finished the the four chapters of the season. So I'm going to get rewarded with the season reward set armor. I'm going to start up a new wizard on the season just because I'm enjoying trying to work through this. And I just love wizards, man. <laughs> that wizard gameplay, going to make a time mage this time. One of the things that really brings me back to Diablo all the time is that despite how heavily I play it and how much I get into the minutia of min-maxing, I still really don't deviate from 
maybe one or two core play styles, and I wanted to get in there and see what else that the game offers. So we were talking earlier when, when What Are You Playing came up, and like I'm playing with the Necromancer, but I'm looking at it at a different angle now. So I'm still doing most of the same stuff, but now that I, I've had so much experience with it, I understand more about the game. It's been able to marinate and, and age in the back of my mind. I'm now seeing other ways that I could have fed my playstyle and how I could have turned it into something that takes care of you know my gameplay needs. Now I got that that blood dash that lets me just zip right through enemies, get health, and get out of trouble. I got I got the bone spikes going. I got my mages. I got my skeleton minions. I got the curse that cuts like a portion of their hit points off. So once I get them down to a certain point, they just die. <laughs> it's mm. great. And yeah, man, I'm just enjoying it, trying to get trying to get more set items, running greater rifts, and trying to climb through the bonus portions of the season. Uh, Diablo remains one of the greatest games ever made. If you haven't played it, I recommend you play it. And if you have played, I recommend you play it some more because you probably missed something. You probably get it a good deal right now, especially on a flash sale. You have that eternal collection. Mm. It is eternal. <laughs> but AMC. My love is eternal. What have you been playing? Yeah, this has been a low video gaming week. Um, very little. Just it's been a busy, really busy work week. So actually, my focus has been totally on Mario Kart. Mario Kart Tour, to be precise. That Omarion Kart? That, that mobile gaming kart. Um, yeah, it's just been, it's been so busy that I literally get home and don't even, haven't been getting to my shows. I could be watching Disenchantment. I could be watching whatever the hell else I watch. But it's like, <laughs> <laughs> instead it's... <laughs> British Bake Off. Yeah, British Baking Show. No, I'm keeping up with that. Um, yeah, actually, it's all like low-stakes stuff. So um, with that, when it comes to gaming, not really playing Celeste because that involves a lot of concentrating and dying and, and just getting better as a player, but a lot of like frustration and getting focus. Good. Yeah, getting good. And so, yeah, like the um, Mario Kart just fits into fits into that space perfectly just as the nice casual game because it has it has a little bit of every element that you need for that for that style of gaming which is um you're, you're doing a lot of repetition as far as you're playing different courses but the, the stakes are very low um with mario kart tour being that you can't really you can't drive off of the sides of the course or anything like that oh they got the rails at the bowling alley huh <laughs> exactly it's just more about precision with getting getting that tokyo drift and then getting the boost off of the drift so it's all about like hitting those turns perfectly and then obviously the items um and with that you get high scores and you move on the higher the score the more stars you get for each play and what i really like is that on each so what they did what they seem to do is every two weeks because they just did um, a reset they take out all the previous courses that were on uh in that in the week that you were playing and they put in a whole new set of courses for you to play and so they just launched uh, a new week uh i believe another two another two weeks of halloween mode so there's a lot of cemetery stuff a lot of boo shit they put out <laughs> a, a halloween rosalina um and a, a king boo that's like halloween themed so they're out there in the world for you to get with randomized loot um <laughs> and yeah and that's the other part that works perfectly with a very casual game is randomization and a little bit of grind and so with that very low stakes in that i'm not dying often and i'm just completing courses and unlocking new stuff and moving forward um at a steady grind so it's awesome and so because of that i've just been playing a ton of mario Kart. so i don't have much to say other than i am enjoying that uh uh with each of the week's um like events what they'll do is there's um a certain course where you have a ranked mode and if you play that course you're trying to get the highest score on each of the four courses and within that cup um the highest score you get the higher ranking you get and with that the more rewards you get and um as far as like some of the monetization or how that works in the game, you get rubies in the game by doing certain challenges um, and some of the gifts that you get after playing a certain amount of cups, you'll get a um, some rubies there. And with the rubies, you then get the pipe that shoots out the randomized <laughs> shit. And, or what they do is um, 
every day they have th- uh, six random things that you can buy with coins that you get from racing. You pick up coins um, just by playing the game and driving over them on the, on the course. You spend those coins and you can get like a, a higher tier character that's around 3,000 coins or a lower tier character that's around 800. And they randomize it uh, from day to day which characters are available. And so if you see somebody there that you don't have that you want to play with, like say a Mario, you drop 3,000 coins and you got them in your pocket. You don't start with Mario? No, you actually start out with Peach and Toadette, so they they make you work for it. Damn, um, talk about that representation and diversity. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's nothing to complain about there. They're, they're forward thinking. Well, you don't want to play as a woman? Yeah. <laughs> Earn it. Then get out of our game. Yeah, and so um, yeah, with that, I've just been focusing on playing the ranked cups and trying to get the highest scores on each of the courses in order to then get the um, the highest loot return so that I can then unlock more characters. So yeah, I've been enjoying Mario Kart, but let's get into the topic of the week. Top- topic of the week yeah this is a fun one um being that each of the stories are actually connected in some way so it's gonna be fun segue segueing segueing from <laughs> sanguine <laughs> sanguine uh segueing from story to story so let's start it with you Dub. what you got for me with uh the, the 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 last of us well in case you haven't heard yes Adel. neil Druckmann mm. has officially informed the entire gaming community that they brought back amy henning Close. Okay. The Last of Us 2 has been delayed. (laughs) (laughs) To be more specific, it's been delayed three months to May 29th from its original February 20th release date that we were informed about about a month ago. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's definitely some smoldering going on in the comment (laughs) sections for this. Uh, Yeah, so to paraphrase... Well, to paraphrase, to also read, of courtesy of IGN story, Mr. Druckmann says, Let me cut to the chase and get the news out of the way. The Last of Us Part 2 has a new release date of May 29th, 2020. Mm. I know it was just about a month ago when we had our big info blow up for the game, letting media play over two hours of it, along with debuting new storyline and revealing the release date. Uh, the positive response we saw from our community was overwhelming. You can feel the energy among the team members. After working on something for so many years, it's invigorating to get a glimpse of validation for all your hard work. However, it was during the last weeks as we were closing out sections of the game that we realized we simply didn't have enough time to bring the entire game up to a level of polish we would call Naughty Dog quality. I'm going to get that on a (laughs) (laughs) t-shirt. At this point, we were faced with two options. Compromise parts of the game or get more time. We went with the latter, and this new release date allows us to finish everything to our level of satisfaction while also reducing stress on the team. Yeah, so a couple of things here. Um, just with that last statement there, um, that's kind of in reference to crunch. A lot of people talk about like, oh, they're, they're pushing developers too hard to get things done by a certain deadline. And right there, they're saying, yeah, we're going to give our team more time, the time that they need to make the product that is going to be best for the market. Absolutely. Neil goes on to say, while we're relieved that we don't have, we won't have to compromise our vision. We're disappointed that we weren't able to avoid this exact situation. Wish we, we wish we could have foreseen the amount of polish we needed, but the size and scope of this game got the better of us. We hate disappointing our fans, and for that, we're sorry. We hope you understand that this additional time ensures that The Last of Us Part Two lives up to our collective ambition, as well as our commitment to the highest level of quality. We know the extra few months will add to what may already be an excruciating wait for all of us. We are grateful for your patience and continued support. Come next May, you will finally rejoin Ellie in The Last of Us Part 2. Oh, I can't wait. Yes. But you're going to have to. (laughs) (laughs) So um, real quick, um, just to put that control issues um, philosophical stamp on this. uh, It's our only stamp. Yeah. what, What are your thoughts on just delaying a game in general? I mean, if you have to do it, you have to do it. It's unfortunate, but it's for everyone's good. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's it's good for the studio. They don't have to put out an unpolished game or an unfinished game that's going to tarnish their reputation and make them the new whipping boy of the internet gaming community. Uh, We get a game that doesn't need, you know, noticeable patching or updates after it's already been received. Uh, The employees get... A little breathing room instead of 
having to work overtime or double overtime and everything that's going on. You know the term. <laughs> so it's good all around for everyone involved. There's no reason that anyone should be upset about this, but I'm sure there are. Yeah. But I had plans. You promised. This is my life you're playing with. This is my life. This is my life. I need that SJ dub in my life. So I can hate on it. Yeah. What's going on with her? What's going on with them? What's going on with them? Troll of the week. 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 More like the least of us. I expected better. You're better than this, Neil. Neil, you specifically. <laughs> Give it to me, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> That's classic family guy. Yeah. yeah, so as you can tell, today's trolls are a little bit upset about this delay. What they have in common is that they either seem to not understand the nature of game development, the nature of delays, and... Bleh. <laughs> the nature of talking the nature of delays in game development mm. and that they don't care <laughs> <laughs> first show says that's okay it'll be boring anyways cyberpunk will be the game boring boring <laughs> cookie cutter generic <laughs> they probably were afraid of ori and the will of the wisp overshadowing their release overshadowing that's the first time I've heard about that game since it was announced. <laughs> it was being real, being truthful right now. Next troll says, seriously, have these jerks ever heard of deadlines? Fire these chumps and get some pros in there. Get some pros. Some, some pros, pros and some cons. Some pros. You're, you want some pros in the studio where Sony has embedded their ice team, which knows everything about every PlayStation console and teaches other studios how to get the most out of it. <laughs> you, you want to, like, Mark Cerny is there. <laughs> yeah. uh, get some pros in there. You mean in the studio that is like the crown jewel of the Sony first party offerings? Get some pros in the studio that made the source code for Uncharted 2 available to other development studios so they could see how to properly code for a ps3 and get the most out of it that shit has done how to you work them cell processors get some pros in the studio that sucker punch looked to when they were developing infamous 2 and realized the mistakes that they made with infamous 1 mm. you mean get some pros in the studio that have put out the most highly awarded game of all time <laughs> yeah let's get some pros in there <laughs> like they are the studio by which other studios are measured you may not like their games. You may not like their approach. But you have to respect their gangster. Next troll says, take notes, <coughs> 2K. <coughs> <laughs> Next troll says, RIP, Sony. It's over. Next troll says, sounds like that dev crunch we've been hearing a lot about these days. So yeah, they're trying to avoid it. <laughs> Yeah, this is clearly the person that didn't even read the story. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now we're just going to work work you harder and longer for, for just for the love of it. <laughs> they were they were already working them. They were already overworking them to make February. And now they're taking more time to continue overworking them. <laughs> there will be no Christmas. <laughs> uh, next show says, this is a really great contrast to Bethesda news. <laughs> everybody getting heat right now everybody oh the the shots keep getting fired next troll he's he's got he's got a lot of words so this guy says well guess naughty dog is on the shit list now who would have thought they would fall in line with ea and activision it means naughty dog are liars no better than sean murray and no man sky sick of the lies first multiplayer got cut now this they promise multiplayer they promise to release it on time who do these companies oh excuse me why do these companies break so many promises why can't anyone keep a promise to me wow what a worthless state of play then 
So now this delay is as bad as microtransactions, surprise, <laughs> surprise mechanics, <laughs> destiny, <laughs> annualized video games, <laughs> squandering the NFL license, <laughs> siding with China. <laughs> I forgot about that one. The bruises fade quickly. Yeah. No oh, man. Next troll says, good, polish this bitch up and put multiplayer back in it. We do not need another WWE 2K20 being released for the sake of releasing something. <laughs> in case you guys don't know. Oh, you didn't know. WWE 2K20 recently came out, and it's a little rough around the edges. <laughs> I was talking about, like, objects clipping through the ring. People with AMC, you saw somebody doing a stanky leg. Oh, yeah. I saw Baron Corbin doing a stanky leg as he tried to get in the ring. And then he started walking with his knees all bent. <laughs> <laughs> Goose stepping. Goose stepping. Oh, man. Yeah, it's it's got some issues. I mean, I'm sure there are other circumstances involved with them just rushing a game out the door. If AMC wants to cover that a little later, we can go over that. <laughs> yeah. Next troll says, they shouldn't even have announced the release date then. Damn, three extra months. Yeah, because, you know, everybody knows they're going to run into a problem that's too large to solve within the time they already allotted. And I, this is why I noted the the general theme or, like, overlap of all the trolls and not understanding how game development works. Or just development in, in general or making something. Like, you've never been making something and realized you fucked up <laughs> and, like, had to step back, reassess the situation and see how you were going to navigate your way through it without having to scrap everything. Like, this situation could have been a lot worse. Like, what if they just canceled the game? <laughs> <laughs> a month later it's like you know what we can't do this <laughs> sorry everybody but the last of us is the last of us <laughs> immediately dissolve the company no that's a bit extreme but you know this could have went a lot of ways unfortunately it went three months into the future so you know we gotta we gotta wait it out but as we discuss in a period of time that's already packed full of games and that like little in that q1 cycle um yeah it's it can't hurt to have this game a little bit later so i feel like yeah there's just more now room to play other games if anything for more, me to play some kakarot more room to play other games and i also toyed around with the idea of maybe it's more room for us to finish the roller coaster that naughty dog has probably got in store for us and recover emotionally mm. <laughs> It might we might need some free months to to get over what's going on. There's a lot on the table in The Last of Us too. We got old Joel, we got Ellie with her first love. We don't that's up in the air. We don't know what's happening. We got this new group that's highly organized. We got this random group of uh, newcomers, and we have no idea how they factor into the story. We got new clickers. <laughs> got new clickers. Got to find out what's going on with the fireflies. Exactly. Is there's. It's not on the table. We got dogs we, we can not kill if we choose to. <laughs> people were upset about that. Yeah. Do you remember that? Did we talk about that? How people... There, there's dogs in The Last of Us, and they function just like dogs. They will hear, smell, and detect things that humans normally do not. So if you're thinking you're just going to murder grass ninja your way through here, nah, player. You're going to have to be moving around. You're going to have to think tactically. You're going to have to cover your tracks. You're going to have to hide your ass. I'm okay with killing millions of people, but how dare they make me kill a dog? Exactly. <laughs> this guy looks like my neighbor. Headshot, headshot, headshot. <laughs> Kick him while he's down. <laughs> to be frank, it was pretty dumb to announce the release date, then delay it a month later. Should have just said nothing, and this would be a non-story. Well, once again... You don't know that you're going to mess something up or you don't know something's going to be messed up until it's messed up. And then you got to figure out how to clean up the mess. It's called being an adult. <laughs> being a pro. Oh, mercy. Well, I mean, what is there to say? It, delays happen all the time. Doom Eternal got delayed. Uh, what? There were, there were some other notable delays. I mean, even the first The Last of Us was delayed. Granted, it was only about, what, a few weeks? But it there's a precedent. It happens. Sometimes things are going really well. Sometimes you think you're going to finish at a particular time. And then as you're stitching everything together, you realize there's gaps. There's mismeasurements. You realize that you want it, You could have done better, and you want to do better. 
like it it happens this is development the least we could do is just appreciate all the work they put in up to this point they have been working on it for a very long time so it's very unfortunate that right as they announced the release date which would have been right around the corner that they hit us with this unfortunate news but stuff happens waited out plenty of games to play yeah i mean all people talk about is when games come out and oh days gone had so many patches oh god of war had so many patches and why didn't they me. delay it <laughs> yeah <laughs> and so yeah now they just they take that time now give us a good three months to to clean up here polish that in fill in that dent there make that smile look a little more crisp and then they got that all that down and then by the time it comes out the day one patch is what it is but then you see less and less patches coming in after and you're just enjoying that experience so you can enjoy it on the day one and that doesn't become the narrative of the game yeah and this notion that they're they're lying or they're breaking promises let that shit go this is a project in development. This is not the final thing. You still have time to determine how you're going to spend your money. You have not been harmed in any way. And if you feel that bad about it, then get lost. Like, just get out of here. Go put your money somewhere else where a developer says exactly what's going to happen, and that's exactly what happens. <laughs> but, you, but you said things. You put it in writing. You took my money. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, as we skate out of this section, I have an important quote i need to leave y'all with is from a legend an icon shigeru miyamoto a delayed game is eventually good but a bad game a bad game is bad forever don't tell me what to do i can tell you how to make video games and don't, make don't tell job. me how to wait for <laughs> troll of the week 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 Troll of the week, troll of the week, troll of the week. I took PTO for this. Uh, I gotta cancel a pre-order because of this. I have to get on the internet and fuck around on a web page for a few minutes because of this. I gotta go vent. <laughs> I go type out things now. Yeah. Did a little dramatic ad libbing on that <laughs> on that quote. <laughs> um yeah so with that um as i said the stories are connected so we are in this time now that people are now calling the delay apocalypse um doom eternal delayed now we hear last of us getting delayed and this coming in from kotaku uh, about ubisoft so we got some delays coming from ubisoft ahead of an earnings call this week um we'll get to that ubisoft announced that Watch Dogs Legion, Rainbow Six Quarantine, and Gods and Monsters will be delayed from the initial early 2020 window until the next fiscal year, which runs spring 2020 until spring 2021. So according to the press release, the changes are to allow additional development time. Sounds familiar. The same release also states that there has been a sharp downward revision downward yeah, revision in the revenues expected from Ghost Recon Breakpoint and to a lesser extent the division two so with that i um i actually pulled up the uh press the press release from ubisoft to get into some of the details i thought it'd be interesting to look at some of their things that they identify and kind of the nature of live service games and how things might change moving forward from an industry perspective so this coming from the press release for ghost recon breakpoint while the game's quality appeared on track based on e3 gamescom previews and our latest internal playtests, a critical reception and sales during the game's first weeks were very disappointing uh with that the only thing i'll add is um i remember like a dub and i we were watching the trailer for a ghost recon breakpoint and some of the things that they were showing like yeah looked interesting like with like how they were working stealth in some of the ways that you can use the environment to increase your stealth and stuff like that like this has never been a game that I've been interested in, but I know that for its community, it's something that they really get into and they love that shit and they get in there and they play the shit out of it. And so it was always something that I just looked at from a distance and I always thought, looked like, well, it's not something for me, but the people who play it love it, enjoy it, especially because of, of that multiplayer games as a service feel that it does so very well. But with this one, yeah, apparently I, the IGN score was very low, and just some of the things you hear about this game, it was just not at the quality that people had expected from a Ghost Recon game. And so they actually go on to break it down. At this stage, we have identified three main reasons behind this underperformance. 
First, it is harder to generate interest for a sequel to a live multiplayer game when prior iterations benefited from years of optimization. Yep. <laughs> Consequently, we need to make sure there is more time between each iteration uh, of live games. Um, and so with that, um, yeah, I uh, I was like thinking that like we're, we're at this time with Destiny and with Ghost Recon... Um, so I, I pulled up actually the, the, the release dates of uh, the, the Division. So Division 1 came out March 8th, 2016. Division really? 2, yeah. Huh. Division 2 comes out March 5th, 2019. So about a three year development window for uh, the sequel. That's too short. Ghost Recon, uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands came out March 7th, 2017. And then Ghost Recon Breakpoint came out october 4th 2019 that's even shorter yeah even shorter so that's something that he's pointing out um in that first statement basically breaking down that and he specifically says for live games and the reason why i bring this up is because destiny 2 came out in september 6 2017 and now we just got new light and so i think that what they're identifying there is the model that bungie's setting up and like what you had been talking about in a sense um even though we don't think of uh, Diablo as a games of service game, it is a game that does um, does uh, they add in weekly objectives, they update it, um, and they have had the expansions and whatnot. And with that, like Blizzard is known for not putting out a ton of sequels. They put out a game and they let that shit breathe and they add to it and they perfect it. And he said, yeah, instead of putting out multiple versions they sit there and they work on it and they optimize it and so yeah the with destiny 2 we see that what they did really well was they released the initial destiny destiny 2 and they updated that with the different expansions and then they got to a point where we where we hit a point where like all right now this is where destiny 3 would come out but instead they said slow down wayne let's put out destiny new light we're going to give you the base game for free with all the content up until this point and now we're actually just going to release expansions from here on out and just make money on those expansions and just add to the perfect foundation that we've already set up at this point exactly and and like ubisoft could have lived off of the original division for a little longer i mean i imagine that the player base was probably dropping off however every time anybody said anything about the division to me it was always good things especially because of the additions and the changes that were made over time. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just like, Oh, the division was great at launch and you know, they're still supporting it, but I don't play it anymore. It was like, you know, the division is great. They added a bunch of new content. It's turned into something way better than what it was at launch. And they could have skated for another year or two before they put out the division two, which would have made that a stronger game than like it. It would have made it a stronger game than it is now. Because it just would have had more time to put in more ideas, put in more polish. I mean, it's already an outstanding game as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. I would consider it definitely one of the best games of the year. And, yeah, it's, 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 a, different, it's a different business model. If you're going to be having service games, you can't be pumping those out like you would like a single-player franchise or a sports franchise. It's not that kind of game. Like yeah. with, the, with the sports game, they don't like – people it's it's incremental improvements but people are buying it in order to stay current granted if sports wanted to be a service game they could just keep uploading rosters and do it that way but you know 10 million strong for each of these (laughs) different franchises Mm -hmm. you're not gonna turn that down but when it comes to a game like this like you got to keep everybody in the same one because people aren't going to want to jump over because it's like well the first one's really good and they got it all right i heard the second one's not really doing it with sports it's like they just keep building on what they already have and making it better and it's common for that player base to just okay new one's out this one's done move on Mm -hmm. same thing with fighting games especially because they have tournaments and maybe that's a similar thing that goes on with sports is that there's that whole the competitive community aspect whereas with these shooters it's not really like a competitive thing. In fact, it's cooperative, but it's, you know, there's not like tournaments and stuff for destiny. So it's a game that people can experience. It has story. It has lore. It has crazy sci-fi art style and everything. Like that's a world that people want to live in. So you should just add to that world over time rather than, 
rather than just moving to a whole new world. <laughs> yeah, and that's like that's the thing with especially like these MMO experiences, and that's where Bungie has now embraced the fact that they're actually calling Destiny now a straight up MMO, and I think it sets the expectations for people because a lot of people come into Destiny and um, they immediately just look at well what's the campaign and how long is the campaign mm-hmm. but for the mmo people it's all really about setting up like your guild getting the raids going the weekly content it's not about just how good is the campaign and so with that like i think that's where like what we were saying like it's there's no point in breaking up that community because that the whole the whole point of the mmo is the community the people all playing together and meeting up for these weekly events to go and play through and yeah so i think with that like there's no reason to put out a sequel at least so soon um we'll get into more into the second topics it's more about just improving upon the experience that they've currently set up and i think just adding more to it giving more things for people to do with expansions and updates i think that's a a good way to look at live games moving forward i mean have we learned nothing from gta 5 (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) keep that shit going and let that money go in keep the party going yeah so second our strategy of introducing gameplay innovations in our games has had a very positive impact on our brand however to win our players these innovations need to be perfectly implemented in order to optimal in order to offer an optimal experience this has not yet been sufficiently the case with Ghost Recon Breakpoint. While the change of formula has been very well received by some players, with an average daily playtime per player of over three hours, which is a lot, I think. Uh, it also, For what mode? Uh, this is just um, daily player playtime. So they, they average... About, average player time daily is three hours? Three hours, yeah, exactly. So I'm like, that's, that's actually a lot. So I mean, for an adult, that's your evening yeah (laughs) (laughs) you get home from work you eat some food you play ghost recon you take that ass to bed it is also it also has been strongly rejected by a significant portion of the community and so yeah like i think that's the thing that we talk about where sometimes if you don't put enough into maybe pushing the game forward then when you put out the sequel if it's not as good as the first one then you just broke up the diehards from from the people who just hopped in you just splintered your community (laughs) yeah because the the thing is you can always generate um hype with a new expansion to get old players to come into the game and do certain things like destiny does where the game has been out so now we're going to make it a lot we're going to let you pick a character and they're already maxed out their level so you can hop right in and just focus on building up your uh, light level and so there's certain things that they can do to get players to come into an already established franchise as opposed to completely starting all over and then having the people who fell in love with the original one now having to critique the new one and decide well i would rather be playing the old one but this is the one where all the where half the community has gone to so now i have to make this decision so yeah it's i think it's once again a better way to keep the people together can you think of any developer that has done something along the lines of making a true sequel but instead of it being a separate thing it's an expansion to the first thing so it comes with a complete overhaul of all the improvements and tweaks they've made on top of what exists and it comes with that content so maybe it could be where everybody gets the overhaul but only the people who bought the sequel expansion get the sequel content so you can still play with everybody in the same world within the confines of the first game but then there's all this extra stuff (laughs) (laughs) well that's what i hear that's what new light is um now more like with destiny 2 where you have the base game and now you can pick and choose what expansions you want so it's like you're choosing like all right well i want access to this content but i'm 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 good with that one so i don't really need any of that over there and if say like your friends are all like hey man you should get this one so now we can do these strikes together or whatever then you go ahead and you can make that 20 dollars purchase to get that expansion so it's more of an a la carte, a la carte version of a la cop. <laughs> yeah a la carte, the a la carte version of choosing which expansions you want to play and what's what pieces you want to add to the base of the game so i yeah i think more and more i think just giving more options um, is a better way to do it. So this is uh, the last point. Finally, Ghost Recon Breakpoint 
did not come in with enough differentiation factors, which prevented the game's intrinsic qualities from standing out. So yeah, that's just um, them saying basically... We gave ourselves two and a half years to develop this game, and it's not much better than the first one, especially to the point where now people are saying, like, well, I didn't need to buy this one, and I'm kind of I'm kind of now over this franchise. It's not a big enough leap. Yeah. <laughs> and I hate it now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's like almost like, yeah, now I'm, I'm thinking that this is a little fucked up now. Um, and, I mean, I've kind of had that with certain games where I bought the second one, and I realized, like, oh, you know what? Like, you know what? I'll say... And this isn't to knock the the franchise, but Fallout. I loved Fallout Three, mm-hmm. and then I got Fallout Four, and I was just like, hey, you know what? I love Fallout Three. Like, I think I'm. And then I just realized at some point I was good with Fallout Four, and I just stopped playing. And that's like one of those things. Like, um, I think for some people, it's I love this game, and no matter what, I'm in it with any iteration of it. Seventy six Fallout Four, I'm playing them all. I think for some people, it's like, well, I just played a Fallout. I'm looking at this new one. There's not much newness there for me to get into. So, you know what? I think I'm good on this one. And it, in a way, I'm not going to say it sours you to the franchise, but definitely gets you to hold off to say, like, well, I don't need Breakpoint. I'll just wait, I'll wait until the next one. Yeah, I don't need Fallout 5 day one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unless they're just showing the most amazing stuff I've ever seen in my life. But I highly doubt that. So, for the time being. Because I reached the same point as well. Love Fallout 3. Love New Vegas even more. And then Fallout 4 comes along, and it's the magic is there. There is a spark, but it's just like there's just something that's not as sticky as it was before, and it just it just slides out of your heart, man. Mm -hmm. I still love it to death. I need to at least finish the story campaign once (laughs) before really just putting that on the back burner. Yeah, man, it's like I get it. Yeah. (laughs) And I mean, and to ask answer your question, like from before, also it's like to think of a of a game that did it really well, where they had the base one and they put out an expansion that pretty much changed the game um, to to reinvigorate that community and give them a new feel without having to put out a sequel. And that's definitely Diablo three with the Reaper of Souls expansion. It completely became a different game in the way that you leveled up and then just the way loot was presented to you. Mm -hmm. And then with that added content, new characters, extra act, new class. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like it had so much more, but it was still Diablo three at the end of the day. So it it wasn't like, Oh, we need a sequel, but we can, we have all these new ways that the game can be played that can just add so much more. And we're going to give you seasons on top of it to keep you coming back. If they somehow added a sixth act, ugh, I'd have lost my mind. I probably would have never stopped playing the game. But you might have to, A-Dub. Because with the next topic of the week. Top topic of the week. What you got about Diablo Ness? Well, <laughs> we got not one, but two Diablo leaks. Oh, look at all these rumors. Surrounding me every day. <laughs> Taking all this time. Yeah, so the first rumor was, and I believe that we called it on this show, when Blizzard was going through the whole China thing, which nobody is talking about right now, mm. it was speculation on this show that, hmm, all they really have to do to make that China stuff go away is just release some suggestion of a hint of a possibility that Diablo 4 exists. Mm. Lo and behold, a few days later, we got leaks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a Twitter post where somebody was taking a, a picture of the German ad for the Art of Diablo book, which your boy A-Dub has had on pre-order for at least a month now. And the translation read, come, you know, get this book. Check out all this art that has inspired the likes of Diablo 1, 2, 3, and Diablo 4. <laughs> How did that get approved? <laughs> I don't think it did. I think it's intentional. But that's a whole nother thing. And then we got a second leak. Uh, there was a report that said a few days ago, Blizzard will unveil both Diablo 4 and a Diablo 2 remaster at BlizzCon 2019 in early November. And the evidence for the former continues to pile up the leak included a photo of a purported diablo art book that should launch soon featuring images from all four diablo games Mm. Um, the same teaser has been spotted in the digital format and posted online by subscribers so let me see if they got the other one 
No, that's it. Yeah, there's reports. There's rumors. I mean, seen it coming <laughs> at the same token. Glad it's coming. Uh, I'm back into Diablo 3. And I'm also feeling now that we're a little further away from Diablo Immortal news that reveal that late season April Fool's joke. But now that we're further away from it, I can kind of see that as a means for them to indirectly show off what might be coming to Diablo 4, like what we can expect, what kind of changes that they're throwing around back there, and perhaps Diablo Immortal would be a way for them to test that out among the fan base if people didn't just rush to hate all the time. Is this a joke? <laughs> you want? Am I a meme? <laughs> so we get mad when developers delay games, and then we get mad when developers don't delay games. How about delay that hate? And gather all the facts <laughs> before you author a quote. <laughs> yeah. Just a thought. But yeah, so BlizzCon coming up real soon. We're excited about that. Going to be paying very close attention. Hopefully we do see something Diablo 4 related. Hopefully it's more substantial than just a graphic with a with a logo. Really would like to see some gameplay. Would really like a re- release window. Because I'm losing my goddamn mind over here. Yeah, I know. Like In a pre-show, we discussed... Um how you like to play play the game like would you what platform would you like to experience it on you were saying possibly pc i know for myself i'm definitely a diehard console player so i would love to get this on console and hop on have that cross play going with you if you got that power pc going (laughs) now interesting bit of hypothesis here we're gonna test this out we're gonna crunch some numbers throughout the coming year to see if maybe this is a possibility but assuming that they do reveal diablo 4 at blizzcon this year 2019 it's entirely possible that it could be a ps5 launch title they delayed it (laughs) very possible and quite frankly if i must say so myself that would single-handedly make next gen's launch the greatest launch lineup of all time there's no gen you can point to where you can look at a diablo level game except for like super mario world yeah um yeah i mean especially for a third party like title like i think that would be enough where it wouldn't matter what launch title sony had because i'd be thinking i can't wait to get my hands on diablo I wouldn't even I wouldn't even look at the price. No. <laughs> like that would get me off the couch and in the store trying to get a PS5 even though I know I need to make the PC this year. Ooh, this gen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was the thing with like Diablo 3 was the first Diablo game to be ported to a console and to make work with the with the key, with the controls um up until that point it had been mouse and keyboard and that's how people assumed the game could only be played but they managed to port it so well that now it's a thing of like man i can't wait to get it on console like i'm not even for me personally i don't have to think about like do i want to play on my computer am i gonna have to set up a whole new station it's like nope i can just get that now on the ps5 do i gotta build a cubicle in the house <laughs> exactly um and so yeah with that segueing to the next topic of the week Hot topic of the week. League of Legends is getting a console version. So this coming from The Verge. Damn. Yeah. This coming from The Verge. Riot Games announced a new version of League of Legends called Wild Rift that will be coming to both mobile devices and unspecified consoles. Xbox and PlayStation. (laughs) (laughs) It looks to be largely the same as the main version of League with near identical MOBA gameplay, but has been tweaked to better accommodate the new platforms, including a new twin stick control scheme, a new map, and shorter matches that clock in at around 15 to 20 minutes long. So yeah, um, you're saying you're wonder- you might be wondering, like, AMC, you never played League of Legends. You never gave a shit about a game that Riot made because they only make one game and you didn't play it. But you did play Hearthstone. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, you also played Heroes of the Storm. Heroes of the Storm, exactly. Uh, yeah, that's actually what I meant to say. And um, <laughs> yeah, and so that was one of those games that I had always said, like, man, I love this, but I would rather play it on a console. And up until this point, we had never really gotten 
like a great mo- we haven't gotten a great mobile on the consoles i, I think epic tried out paragon um yeah emphasis on try <laughs> tried out yeah and it seemed like every console game every console mobile that was made was that third person behind the back uh, over the shoulder viewpoint um and they were all very slow experiences um and they needed that isometric top-down view that's what really gave the mobas like that great feel and that perspective that you need to read the map and know what's going on from lane to lane that's their identity exactly and but it's like all right but the c- controls aren't there and then blizzard comes along and they already set down they laid down the groundwork with diablo to make a PC game port very well over to the to the consoles and be able to work perfectly well with the controller. And so I imagine that, like, yeah, I'm, I, w- I was wondering, I was like, why aren't other companies looking at this and now trying this with MOBAs? Because it clearly works with Diablo. It can work with a MOBA. A feat once thought nigh impossible. Yeah, and now Riot says, hold my beer. We're going to yeah. take our hand <laughs> at that. Um, and so, yeah, and they, they even thought about it smarter because they're not going to do it exactly the same. Because from what I from what I had heard up uh, about League at that point was that League was known for their extremely long matches. And that was like the more punishing side of if you lose a match, you just spent about one hour in a match and you ended up losing and it sucked. Um, <laughs> so now streamlining the process to a more fif- to a 15 to 20 minute experience, I think that's they're seeing that's how console players would rather play that that's what they're used to when they're playing diablos um call of duties and those style of games that's about how long those matches are and they assume that's what the console player wants so they're gonna shorten the experience to that which i think is actually a smart move and so with that like my excitement now isn't that oh i might be hopping on league of legends which i actually might try um it's that man if blizzard wants to give heroes of the storm one more try I would love to just hop in there and play with some of my favorite Blizzard characters, but in a MOBA experience. A dub might be on that train. And on the console. And, Heart- and Heroes of the Storm was already known as the shortest experience when it came to, or having the shortest matches of the MOBAs. And so I think that that would be a great port. It'll be interesting to see if Blizzard is going to now take an eye at this and see if maybe this is another chance for Heroes of the Storm. Because uh, last night I heard about that, that game, they were definitely... Uh, moving assets and resources away from that title towards other games and that's where the diablos the overwatches come into play um yeah and there's been like there were also like rumors of uh, overwatch 2 out there um getting announced at blizzcon but yeah and people are more energized about that now that these diablo 4 details are coming together exactly and so um yeah i i would hope that blizzard would take a look at this and consider like well we were beat to the basically league and dota in those games took they took our assets i believe it was dota took the assets from starcraft came up with the idea of a moba and then mobas took off and then so now blizzard's looking at it from a distance like well how can we capitalize on that they try heroes how can of the we storm. take our crown back exactly they try heroes of the storm but the community just wasn't there it was just it was just not as as motivated as some as the leagues and the the dotas of the world and now this is now a moment that if they want to try to hop in there it is it is a little it does seem a little late for mobas to really be tried out on consoles at this point because um league league was at its height a couple years ago but the the base is still there and they're still enjoying league and so i feel like this is a good chance for heroes of the storm to maybe make another play out there in the world just in the console space absolutely so yeah um that was one of those ones that i saw and i was like not excited about league of legends coming but i was like please blizzard reconsider try it out again now important question yes if we get to blizzcon 2019 and instead of revealing diablo 4 (laughs) Blizzard reveals console port of Heroes of the Storm. How is the internet going to handle that? Man, I would be super excited. I think the internet would be like, go fuck yourself. Um, you, they- you would you would end up with the word shill carved in your back. <laughs> exactly. Because be be, I could just already see the trolls out there like, this is already filled, so why are you trying it again? They're making it a tradition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like you, at, at this point, 
if you're announcing anything, you're announcing that mainland China now has taken over. Tencent now runs, has the controlling stake in Blizzard and Activision, and they're deciding how games are made from this point forward. If they announce any of that, but they had, as you mentioned, Diablo 4 with it, I think people are happy. Yeah. So if you say we... You're like, well, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's pretty bad all around, but Diablo 4. Yeah. And so, yeah, if they say Heroes of the Storm, but wait a second, we also got Diablo 4 people ain't talking about here is the storm they're talking about diablo 4 yeah. and that's what you that's how you want the narrative to play the out. storm has passed yes <laughs> <laughs> so with that a dub you got any final words before we get out of here no nah, i had the best ones at the end of troll of the week Shigeru said it right man a bad game is bad forever a delayed game can eventually be good <laughs> once, <laughs> paraphrase once, <laughs> once a good girl's gone bad she gone forever. <laughs> <laughs> From the great philosophers. So this is Control Issues. I am the AMC. And this is A-Dub. We are Control Issues. Thanks for playing. Suckers. Suckers. Gotta make the song cry.